0: Hello and welcome. My name is Tiffany Farrag, and welcome to Get to Know You Cafe. If you would like to support me to continue making these podcasts, you can go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash gettoknowyouwtf. You can click on this link in the show description. A big announcement, a new course has started called How to Get to Know You. We'll be giving away the first lesson for free on the website. The link is also available in the show description. In my mission to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, I wanted to hear from you, listeners, on last week's question and discussion. Last week, Clifford Starks and I discussed the question, how do you achieve your goals as a professional athlete? We received a number of responses that further deepened dialogue. Today, I'll be talking about my experience after the episode and what has been happening to instill my practices and habits. We also have some responses that I'll also share. So first thing, as you were listening in the podcast, I did mention a few things that maybe I wanted to work on or maybe I just gave as an example. I mentioned uh, exercise and maybe doing more cardio and yoga. I was talking about how do you improve your goals as becoming more confident and the third thing that I was talking about was how do you allow yourself to be more comfortable with vulnerability now I didn't work on these three things (laughs) I was working on other things vulnerability is one that I always work on I would say um, just daily by doing different things Uh, I think I'm always reading about being more comfortable with vulnerability, and I'm sure a lot of you know Brené Brown and her books, so I've definitely read some of those books, like Daring um, Greatly, and listened to her TED Talks. But one thing is, like, listening to all these things and reading all these things and, like, listening to podcasts about it and listening uh, to all these different quotes that people use and and watching YouTube videos about it, and then the other thing is putting things into practice. So I find that with vulnerability, the only way to measure or test or, a, or evaluate yourself is putting yourself in those situations. So, and for example, you can maybe sharing vulnerability. I did a, an open mic about a, a few weeks ago, maybe a, a, actually more like a month ago now. I did an open mic here in Madrid and it was I actually wrote an original song on a Friday and ended up performing it on a on a on a Tuesday and I haven't written an original song in a long time in like years and years and years uh let alone sang in an open mic I did however perform at a, a like a talent show uh, months before that and I think that gave me that extra kick and it made me realize how much i love singing and and how much it was really fun to to perform and and be on stage so and especially too with the open mic being able to write your own words write down i don't usually it's something that you're relating to it's not something you're making up and it's something that is about yourself or about someone else or about how you feel towards somebody else. So it was it was it was vulnerable in even writing those words down and exposing it and, and sharing it with with um, the audience. So that was such a such an um, exhilarating feeling and it, it was interesting. I actually didn't feel nervous beforehand and I told people like the day before I'm like hey I'm gonna be performing at this open mic if you want to come so I invited people that do know me I didn't go just by myself because there was about uh 10 or so people there uh that came with me and being yeah being able to sing those words in front of them and and in front of the audience and um just out loud even to myself was uh was a nice way of sharing that vulnerability and and getting out of my comfort zone so that's something that I did uh recently. And on a daily basis, I would say, you know, in ways that I am sure, you know, vulnerability is expressed and, and there's so many different ways you can be vulnerable. Um, but I think when I get to know people, especially like on the podcast and anyone new that I meet, I do share. I am more open about myself and I, and I do make myself uh, vulnerable. Um, And that allows for the person in front of me to also be more vulnerable. And I think it's just, it shows just, that's just how you can be more authentic if you're just real. You know, that's how I, I know authenticity is a word that's thrown around so much nowadays, but and in, in showing like it, Makes you a real person if you're like, especially like, oh, hey, you know, this happened the other day. It's, it's been on my mind, and uh, I didn't really know how to go about it, or I went about it like this. And what would you do, or what would you say, or or have you ever been a situation like that? You know, it doesn't have to be, a um, and um, you know, throwing of emotion or projecting at another person. It can just be like getting ideas, or like, have you ever been in a situation like this, and how did you go about um, I don't know, making yourself feel better. Or um how did you feel after maybe a, a situation like this? Like, you know, a big one where people feel vulnerable and are and, uh, and find it difficult is rejection, as I mentioned, like you may be telling somebody how you feel or or um or even applying for a job and not not getting the job, or anything you're applying to do, or or maybe you're like you've got this great idea and you try and knock on this door and that door, and you get you like in, initially you get a yes, and then maybe down the line you get a no. So there's so many different ways we feel this uh, rejection, and I think that's what hinders hinders us to be uh, freely expressing ourselves in the form of vulnerability. So, um, I've been. Daily, I would say writing things down and going about um, taking the key points. You know, as I was mentioning earlier, you know, you listen to TED talks and you listen to these speeches and 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 all the time. But I think sometimes re-listening to them, like re- what I've realized lately, is people read something or listen to something once, and you really don't take in all the information. You really, I don't think your brain really is able to truly assess something or, or take it in properly. And I think you need to really. There's all this research and studies that show you actually need to listen to something at least three times to really grasp a concept or or take it in. So re-listening to some of those things, and I did realize that I didn't I didn't take in everything, even though I thought I did and I heard everything. Well, I listened to everything, but did I really hear everything? See, these these two things are so different. Listening and hearing are two different things. So. Being able to do that and, and um, is what I've been doing um, as, you know, setting up some goals and, and working on that vulnerability. Another thing that I wanted to be able to, a goal that I set to myself was also meditating. And I, I, I was in the practice of meditating a lot a couple of years ago and then I stopped doing it. Um, and I realized how much it makes me feel. Like, I do, uh, friends laugh at me when I do tell them it's going into like a doing a guided meditation and and just breathing deeply. You know? And <laughs> I, um, the other day, the other day, a friend was, I was telling a friend, I'm like, I really enjoy breathing, and she started laughing at me. <laughs> um, I understand why, but, uh, I I truly do, and and especially when you're going into um, meditation and you're having a guided meditation, and breathing deeply and being aware of your breath, for me, is so healing and and cleansing, and it just really like it's like a just a, a full um, a full deep relaxation um, place that you can take yourself. So I've been working on the practices of doing that more so in the mornings and I I was doing them at night before and I think I found myself falling asleep so I said myself I didn't like that so I would listen to a podcast a conversation which I love to do which also motivates me and it's and then I would do a meditation so for half an hour I would do like you know between 15 to 30 minutes uh, and I would choose different types of meditation depending on my feeling that day or what I wanted to gain from it, and that's been that's been great. And that goal that I've been setting myself, I, I for me, it's something that feels good, and I it's just a matter of me doing it. I know, like basically, first thing in the morning, not waiting till the evening when I'm tired or when I've gone out and come home, you know. So that's something that I've made myself aware of, and I've been doing that, which has been working really well for me. And another thing that I have gotten back into, as I mentioned about doing the open mic is just singing. I actually stopped singing. I haven't, like, I never started singing again, like really around the house or like as in singing for hours and hours and like trying to get better and like practice singing. I hadn't, um gotten back into that since I had that talent show and and like I think seven years or so I didn't I stopped singing so getting back into that and and my just practicing that reminded me how much it made me feel so good and it really like honestly made me turn off from everything else and it brought me joy and that's a big thing that I've that that um with all the readings and things that I do is just that like you know, joy is something you can just give yourself when you want it. Like you can bring yourself joy. You can have experience joy daily. And music, singing—not just listening to music, which I do all the time—but more like singing. Singing brings me joy, and r- reminding myself of that, and and making you know, um, making sure I have to like do this for myself. And I was doing it for myself for the last last couple of months sing every day, Tiffany, because you love it so much and it makes you feel good. So why do it daily? And I was doing it, you know, when you sing with friends, but, like, you're not really focusing or trying to sing well. But I actually enjoy singing well and improving my range and, like, warming up and and singing different styles and different genres and even, like, recording a video and and um, making it public, making other people see it and hear it. I um, put myself again out of my comfort zone and wanted to, to um, try something different. So what I actually did was I performed, a, well, I sang a song in Spanish and I actually recorded it and I posted it on my Instagram and that's not on the Get to Know You Instagram, it's on my private Instagram and I, um, it was nice. I'm like, you know what, it's not perfect. I know it's not perfect. I'm sure my Spanish friends will let me know that it's not perfect. But I was still able to practice the song. I practiced not for too long. I did it like it was just like, you know, a half an hour to an hour thing. I was like practicing and singing and practicing and singing. And and I wanted to sing the song without looking at the words. I did have them on the side just in case like I could just make sure that I'm with the song because I wanted to feel it too. I wanted to feel the song and I wanted to really Take myself, and I and I made sure, like, I, I looked up the words, and I was like, "Well, what is this about, and what does every word mean?" And I really wanted to to um, do it well, and and um and really understand what I was singing. So I did that, and and um and I posted it, and and, and it's nice to you know just put yourself out there, try something so different. And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed singing in another language. And it's something that I haven't done before. I listened to music from different languages, but I'd never practiced one um, adamantly and and was like, okay, I'm going to practice this, I'm going to record it, and I'm going to share it with others. And I'm a true believer of having your expression or your, your way of expressing self, having it out there for others to to share it with others. And it's, I think it's important that we do share our, our, our forms of expression with others and um, creative, be creative and, and it, it allows for growth and it allows for further creativity. So these are some things that I've been working on and I've been very much enjoying and and will continue hopefully to enjoy. We'll see how how I progress in the next few months and see what happens. So, as I always do, we have some responses from people who share their perspectives or raise some questions. Our first response, our first response is from Carl from Virginia, USA. He said, achieving your goals requires not only a growth mindset, but a healthy mindset. With some people, they focus on one thing, but that diminishes other priorities in their lives. How do you not allow that to happen? That's a great point, Carl. I've actually seen it a lot. You see, I see it with friends, I see it with myself. We maybe we have a goal and we're blinded to other things in our life that should be or are important. Um, let's take the example of maybe you want to, um, Let's say you have a business of some sort and you want to post more on social media and you wanted to like push more of the marketing, the social media kind of thing. And I know it's quite big and it's important and things like that, but maybe to a point where maybe you're always marketing and you're always marketing like daily, like for hours and hours and hours, maybe to a point where even at a lunch lunch or at a coffee with your family or with people around you, you tend to continue on your phone and you're continuing marketing you're actually not present so in that case I think you're not I would say you're not really going for your goal in the right kind of way I think there's time and space for everything and I think there needs to be a balancing and I understand like being really like okay I'm going to give this my all and go for it but I think there are times and moments moments for it because I don't think that allows for a healthy mindset. And I, I think uh, by allowing yourself to be present in other moments, especially with this example, allowing yourself to be present in other moments, I think allows you to be more genuine in your marketing, allows you to be more creative in your marketing and allows you to be more real with with your surroundings and with yourself. I think if you're losing yourself and losing presence then maybe it's an, a goal that you that needs to be reevaluated. That's my opinion. Obviously we're all going to have different perspectives. Maybe it doesn't work for everybody. And the other thing too, maybe like, you know, when you've he- you hear of people, I'm sure I've, you've heard of this yourself, but when I hear of friends, for example, where they're so driven and they're like working and like, they're really into their, like they're, they're working into their business and they're, and, they're, and they're really like going all in at it um, online and they're making phone calls and doing this and doing that. And maybe they forget to eat and And it's not like they're they're starving themselves or anything like that. They just honestly forget to eat, like they're working so hard, and then maybe they're so driven or and obviously enjoying what they're doing, but they forget to eat. so I think in that sense too, it's like, okay, this other thing's going great, but you know being able to come back to yourself always come back to yourself as you're doing something like, yes, I'm doing this, but come back into yourself and realize, okay, maybe it's time to take a break. Maybe I should eat. Maybe I should um, sit down and talk to my mother or my father or my, my partner or my children or something. And knowing when, knowing, you know, what it, when is the right time and place for everything. And, and like I said, going back to yourself and, and knowing your these limits i don't think you know with any successful thing and people put these goals to themselves i don't think it's a matter of and as Clifford was saying too it's not a matter of oh let's kill myself and like do this 24 7 because that doesn't get anybody anyway you don't see like i know so many people who've been killing themselves and are still killing themselves and they think it's going to get somewhere it's a uh, but it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work in that fashion Um, Our next question and is from, or our next response is from Mariana from Madrid. She said, "You talked about how professional athletes have a seventh gear. Maybe it's not that, and it's more of the fact that with each change of gear, the athlete is more and more in flow. We all are human and have six gears. Oh, I very much like that response, Mariana. That was fantastic. I think I actually." I would like to agree with this. I really think, and there's a lot of things I've been um, listening to lately, a lot of, on different podcasts about flow and being in flow and what they say about that, uh, or what one person said I mentioned, I can't remember his name exactly, but he was saying that flow is a matter of being, it's like a, a, a tipping point between being challenged and being successful. in in completing the challenge. So it's like you need to have a challenge. Something needs to be tricky and you need to be like moving up and getting better or or succeeding in it for you to be in flow. So that would obviously make sense with these these, um, athletes, like things they are challenged, they have a certain, you know, they want to reach records and different things like let's take the Olympics For example, right now, you know, there's all these people that want to break records and reach certain things at faster times and more precise and maybe harder or further away and and reaching all these different things and they challenge themselves but yet they have such good skill. Sorry, it was the balancing point between challenge and skill. They have such good skill that they're able to to, uh, move past the challenge and so that they they have a strong challenge, and because of the skills improving and improving, the challenge doesn't become so grand, and they become and then they reach this flow state. So I think that's um, in knowing that if we all were to know our skills, I think some of us ha- have trouble knowing what our skills are. So know our skills and challenge ourselves at the same time, but not such a grand challenge, like a a challenge of or a challenge is a challenge. So a challenge of some sort and then fine-tuning our skills to get through that challenge, that puts us all in a flow state. And I think if we all were to, to be in a flow state, I, I, was, I don't think it, I'm gonna say it's impossible, but people like to say nothing's impossible. So if we're all or people we surround ourselves with, if we're able to be in flow states, I think the the world or the society would move s- in such a beautiful way. Um, But so many of us struggle with being in this flow state and it's not something, you know, it's not a a flow state that you can maintain. It's a flow state that you go in and out of. And if you're able to, though, go into this flow state, um, so much beauty comes out of it. They say, like, you know, so much creativity comes out of it, like things that people um people keep breaking more and more records and it's not something that's oh it's impossible it's like a one person did it after one person do it everybody else um starts to do it because they're in a flow state and they don't put a they don't put a, a limiting belief to themselves so if that's something that people are able to, to be in or, or to achieve, I think we can all, that's when we all become these professional athletes in one way or form in in, being, in changing our gears or in flowing through each gear, as you said, Mariana. That was fantastic. Thank you so much for, for your response. Our last response is from Steph from the Dominican Republic. She said, I really like the exercise Clifford suggested to write everything down that gives you energy and write everything down that took your energy that that experiment experiment highlighted certain things for me how was it for you <laughs> well thank you for asking Steph i thought that was an um, i like it's something that I, I like i always like to talk about things like oh you know this person i i feel um, you know, like a good energy from or good energy from being around and maybe this person not so much or things like that or or this task does that. And it's something I do talk about, but I never thought about writing down really like what gives me energy or what takes my energy. And you can focus on like I'm not sure how everybody did this. Did people just focus on, on like their people in their lives? Like did they focus on, okay, this person gives me energy when I'm around them. This person takes my energy when I'm around them. I'm unsure how we all did it. But um, I looked at it in, like, people. I looked at it in, like, work tasks. I looked at it in, um, in things that I do with myself, like my creative projects. And I looked at it in different food as well, like how did what kinds of foods made me give me more energy and what didn't. I looked at it in, like, social media. Did I lose energy while I was scrolling or what was I looking at? Or how was I, for example, how was I using YouTube? Like what was I I watching? And there were certain things I would say that took my energy, but then when I stopped and I watched these other things that were to a different kind of topic that gave me energy as well. So it wasn't just like it's like be aware of you can't just say, okay, so YouTube took my energy. No, what are you watching on YouTube? And so I realized that you can watch these things or be on these platforms, but depending on what you're watching will take or give you energy. And social media works in that same sense. Like, what are you looking at on social media? Are you looking at people? Are you looking at, are you following any poet? Maybe you're watching, li- reading poetry. I think that would give you energy. Or you're following people who are podcasters or who are writers and things like that. And they write certain things. Like, I don't think that takes your energy. Or maybe you're using it in another way. Maybe you're, you're, you're looking up people that you're, um, you know, in your workplace or things like that and what they're doing or what and maybe you're comparing yourself so if like they do say that 99% of people on social media compare themselves and that's when it's draining and that's when it's unhealthy for you so if you're doing that I would say un, not, you don't need to unfollow necessarily but maybe just like hide these certain things or certain people that you find yourself looking at all the time um, so that it doesn't take your energy away and yeah so there's so many different even like honestly, even your clothing, like I think what you're wearing can give you energy and take your energy. It's like, you know, it's not about what you're wearing, but like feeling good about looking in the mirror and like what you put on your body. I could also do the same thing. And um, and obviously the weather as well, the weather, but that's something you don't have control over and you can't change that. So yeah, there are so many different things that, you know, I think it's great for us all to write down and highlight because maybe some things, took your energy away if you like if you're aware of it as you're going through your days and you're like oh I didn't think this would take my energy or I didn't think this person would take my energy or I didn't think watching this thing would take my energy or reading this thing would take my energy and so it's great to be aware of that and um, reduce or eliminate those things out of your life um, yeah, so thank you so much, uh, Steph, for your response, and I think yeah, it's a great experiment and a great tu- and a great exercise for us all to do. So, yeah, it was very interesting hearing these different responses and adding to the conversation. And we hear these different questions all the time. And, and like, I I love to say that it's nothing to do with intellect but a matter of we all have different experiences and ways of thinking and and come from different backgrounds. So when we're able to hear these different perspectives, we gain a a clearer picture ourselves. So thank you so much for these responses, um, listeners, and I'm very much looking forward to next week's Get to Know You Cafe. Thank you for listening to the Get to Know You Cafe. If you enjoyed this podcast, rate, review, and share the podcast on Facebook or Instagram. You can tag me at Get to Know You with Tiffany Farag. Be sure to listen to Tuesday's podcast and send in your responses for us to include next Thursday on the Get to Know You Cafe to further deepen dialogue on this topic. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss, be sure to tag me to post with your question. Join us every Thursday on the Get to Know You Cafe.